Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. I'm low on sodium, but high on sass. <laughs> That's amazing. Unlike the Richard sisters' short-lived reality show, my dives are unforgettable. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love a thinker. Oh. That was that was an intellectual tagline from an intellectual guest, and I'm very yeah. here for it. You guys, it's Andy's girls. It's episode. 314. I gotta tell y'all, I'm still in recovery mode. My poor, poor little bod is tired. Um, but I am energized by one of my favorite return guests. You know her as a content creator, someone who has lots to say on all things housewives, and I love to hear it. Welcome back to the People's People's Couch. Bravo, bravo, ducking, bravo. How are you? Thank you so much. I am great now that I'm chatting with you about all things Bravo Sphere. It was a boring day, and now it's not. Look at that. I mean, amen. God bless. Happy Memorial. Yes, yes. Thank you to all... Um, for Memorial Day. Yes, absolutely. And um, it is very hot where I am. Mm. I don't know what it's like in New York, where you are. You know, I couldn't tell you I haven't been outside in over three days because I can't move my body, which (laughs) I'd love to do. I had a friend visit yesterday for a couple hours. And by the end of it, she was like, you look so tired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, I feel it. My entire body feels like it's been through. I don't know. It feels like a delayed reaction. Like, I really don't think I was this tired two days ago. 
but all of a sudden it's like my the entirety of my it's like my bones are mm-hmm. tired yeah There's I mean no way for me to describe it you were so upbeat like all your posts were like yeah. haha look at me I almost died and I was like oh my god Sarah <laughs> so I think you were in kind of like survival autopilot of like lol yeah. what can I do about it positive right. attitude gotta get through Truly. this and Truly. now you're home and you're like what the fuck so I think it's all hitting you <laughs> I think that's what my body was kind of like in mental health survival mode mm-hmm. of like you're processing this like yes. enormous trauma that everyone, everyone keeps reminding me is a trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got it. But then I, <laughs> you know, the friend who was here visiting me brought me flowers and fruit. I was nice. like, oh my God. And my flowers were dead because I don't, I can't even. You can't water know, the flowers. Yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. water the flowers. The flowers were, I got the flowers the day before I landed in the ICU, those flowers weren't for me. Those flowers were for the fucking apartment. Like yeah. they were still on my counter in my kitchen. I hadn't mm-hmm. even moved it to the credenza by the time I was rushed to the ER. But um, I keep finding out new information. Like I told Damien, I'm taking Damien to a fancy dinner at oh, nice. in a couple weeks when I decided I had cleared myself to drink alcohol. Um. <laughs> And I just, I said to him yesterday on social, I was like, you just bought yourself a dessert course. Cause I found out <laughs> even more stuff that he did to inform friends of what was going on, keep people in the loop, visited me every day. I found out from my mom, there was a point where I didn't recognize her. Like there was just a lot of, yeah, there was like a lot of severe I was apparently what, which of course I was absolutely unconscious at a certain mm-hmm. point, but like. Yeah, I don't remember at least 36 hours of this, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just finding out a lot of information. It's almost like a I almost feel a little giddy <laughs> finding out about it cuz I'm like, "Oh, this is tea." When people are like <laughs> telling me like, "Yeah, we thought you were going to die." And I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> is it me? Am I the drama? Am I the drama? I'm like extremely, but I think it's also my body is like, ma'am, you're, you're so tired. Yes. You're, we did so much for you. Like every cell. Yeah. Every cell. And my cells were swollen. Mm -hmm. My cells were swollen. My poor cells needed some spanks. Yeah. Instead. They were, you know, not doing. They were, they were swollen. A they needed bit. a minute. I hope you take care of yourself this week. Honestly, I'm sure you are, but you know what I mean. Just like meditate. Well, I mean, yeah. You know what? My chiropractor literally six years ago told me to start meditating, and I was like, okay. So I signed up for a meditation service <laughs> that takes nine ninety five out of my account every month. Have I used it in over like two years? No. Oh no. Perfectly, perfectly timed with COVID. Right when COVID started, I was like, I think I'm. Okay, stopping now. I think I'm just gonna. <laughs> you guys can still have my money because then I feel like I'm doing the thing, but yeah. I'm not doing it. But I should. Maybe I'll do that after this. I definitely won't. Um, <laughs> but tomorrow I'm going to the Dubai premiere. Wow, fucking thing that's happening. It's like not like a premiere premiere, but like a influencer event at the no. Lamborghini showroom. That's weird. Oh, but that actually fits in with the, the raft consumerism oh, yeah. of Dubai. Yes. Okay. Oh, a hundred percent. They're okay. like, we just need to make sure that you guys all remember that we're rich. And oh, I yeah. will, I do believe I'll never forget it. So yeah. I'm chopping off my hair right before and then going to go. But like, 
it's one of those things of, okay, Lamborghini showroom, Super West Side, hair salon on Fifth Ave. I would typically walk there not even thinking about it. But now every single step that I take, I have to think in my head, is this safe for me to do? What's the temperature like? Yeah, yeah. My you should think about it. Right? But it's also just like, it's so draining to think about how quickly can I leave if I have a medical emergency? Like, it's just, it's a lot of stress to like leave my apartment. And it's, yeah, I could cry right now even talking about it. It's just so stressful. You know it's what? It's just really stressful. It is very bravo, stressful. Bravo, ducking, bravo. It is. No, it's, it's legit stressful. And I feel you because whenever, like yesterday, I was leaving my house to go like hang out with some friends. And there's always a moment where I'm like sweaty. Okay, braggy. <laughs> where I'm like sweaty getting dressed. And I'm like, do I even want to leave my house? Like, I'm so I'm so irritated yeah. just by getting ready. But it's always great once you get there. So I will say, too, um, it would be kind of interesting. And I think um, also, I don't know, probably healing for you if you, like, just didn't get ready at all and just, like, put some basic makeup on and, like, your hair in a bun and sweats. And we're like, I'm here. This is me. I'm not feeling good this week. Like, you don't get the entire... <laughs> hair and makeup and full outfit I know that's not who you are I'm giving eyes I know I that's not understand. who you are I'm like, what language are we talking but do you about? remember when Will Ferrell showed up at like it was a very high-end um some sort of event and he was he had his kids with him and he was wearing like his weekend the comedian Will Ferrell the Correct. one who does stuff for a punchline yeah continue do you not <laughs> So, so he showed up and he was wearing like just a t-shirt and like shorts and had like no glam at all and was like hey what's up I got my kids with me it's a busy weekend it's an inconvenience for me to be here but I'm still here okay um I love that enthusiasm and that creative joie de vivre but I don't wear pants so mm. like I wear dress I wear ball gown attire mm, I know I realized to Whole Foods as, I <laughs> note the clothes that we are staring at in I know I realize like as I'm talking to you and you're surrounded by um literal ball evening gowns. wear that it probably wasn't feasible for you but I you know what I feel like maybe someone never gave her the out so I'm going to give you the out thank you <laughs> I appreciate welcome. that can you imagine if I rolled in and it's there was gonna be like a live stream with the cast p.s. I have I thought about it I don't think I had any questions for any of them like yeah. I want to get content for AG I think I'm just gonna be like mazel tov mm. Yeah. Can't wait for season one slash season two. Let's, I don't, do you, what, what question? I don't think I have any questions. I mean, as you, honestly, it's just like, let's see what you're made of. Good luck. We'll all, we'll yeah. be, I'll be judging and watching. Hope you got some personality along with money. <laughs> right? Like, how did you feel watching the trailer? Keep it real. Keep it a hundred. Okay. If you really want me to keep it a hundred. Yeah. I'm about to blow your mind. You liked it. I didn't watch it. Oh! <gasps> Yeah. I don't watch the trailers. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Absorb what? it. Yeah. I don't watch the trailers for a couple On reasons. On purpose? On purpose. If I can, like if it hits my eyeballs and I see like trailer for Beverly Hills coming up or something, I'll be like, oh damn. Well now I saw it. Okay, fine. But I don't like to fluff myself up and I don't like when Bravo <laughs> does it to me. <laughs> 
I why like, don't you like a fluffer? It's the yeah. best part is the fluffing. No, because I feel like Bravo has set me up for failure so many times. That's part of the joy of it I is know. that this, this, the season will never be as good as this two minutes. That's so true. That's a good point. And I do love a movie trailer. And I guess that's supposed to be like a movie trailer. But I also like to go into a season fresh, not knowing where the river is going to take me. I'm like, who's got alliances? Especially with a brand new a brand new franchise. I'm like, I don't want to know who is best friends and who's going to have a fight. Like, just let's go into it together. Let's all hold hands and jump into the pool. That's kind of how I feel about it. Wait a second. So when a trailer comes out, do you, you're a content creator. Do you repost it, but not watch it? Or do you not post it at all? Sometimes I repost it without watching it. Um, other times, especially with something that is very well established, like Beverly Hills or Atlanta, I might watch it because it's not going to ruin anything for me because I already kind of know like the interpersonal relationships yeah. and whatever. Sure. So but sure. with something like Dubai, I don't want to know. I just want to go in and I'll be the judge. And yeah. Well, I don't know if this is going to make you feel better or <laughs> the same. I don't think worse, but like I don't remember anything from the trailer. That makes and me feel no better. Respect to these women, but mm -hmm. I. I don't think anything happened. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I remember seeing that they were going to, I mean, when Andy announced it or whatever, and then seeing some still shots people were getting on location of like, oh, look at them, they're filming here, they're filming there. And it was always filming like in these fancy malls and all these fancy restaurants and stuff and like buying things. And I was like, huh, okay, well, this will be interesting because I mm. know that we're going to be talking about a lot of like, money and luxury, which is, you know, always mm -hmm. fun to pick apart and watch and, you know, covet and whatever. But I was like, well, we'll just see. We'll see if they're interesting too, or what else they got going on. So time will tell. Time will tell. It's also one of those, maybe there is a question in here for Caroline Stanberry, who I've interviewed in person before when she was in, um, New York and we I was actually supposed to do a follow-up with her and then COVID happened um when she was uh she was doing a tour that mm -hmm. got canceled after the pandemic began but um you know it is an, sort of an interesting moment for Caroline I would think because while there is or was a Real Housewives of London or, or Cheshire whatever it was Ladies of London was often considered a Real Housewives of London, mm -hmm. and yet it quite literally was not. Now she's on a Real Housewives, but not from her hometown, mm -hmm. from a town in which she's an expat, a country that's, from my understanding, predominantly expats. Those are uh, an overwhelming majority of the residents there. I, I'm curious how she feels what responsibility, if any, she feels to represent Dubai, the experience that she has as an expat, noting that this is not her hometown? You know, like, is that even a question? I don't know. I, I would think that there would be, maybe I'm too connected to being a Rhode Islander as a part of my identity, but mm -hmm. I would just wonder what that sensation would be like because so often each individual housewife's community is connected to the identity of the community in which you live. An Orange County housewife is going to be very different from a New Jersey housewife. It's yep. going to be very different from an Atlanta one. I'm curious what that feeling would be like with Dubai, which is such a different 
kind of feel because of that expat presence. Mm -hmm. I'm curious too. I don't know a lot about her. I know that people are, you know, people who are huge fans of Ladies of London have been yeah, following her. Yeah, she was her. phenomenal. Yeah. And not the not the prototype. Uh, not not prototype. What's the word for it? Not the um stereotypical. Not the hero okay. of protagonist. Ladies of London. Okay. Yeah, not the protagonist. She's not. People sometimes think of her as one because she was so fabulous, but she never she never was. Okay, that's good to know. So I don't know if she was living there before they decided to start a show there or if she moved there just for the show. Do you know? She moved there before they start because many years went by in between her leaving London, which was essentially the theme of the final season of Ladies of London, her preparing to leave because her then husband, Jem, I want to say, had his uh, a career in finance and, and needed to move to Dubai for his career. So she was moving her family there. So that was really the theme of the last season of Ladies of London of like Caroline is leaving Got London. Everybody it. have feelings about it. Um and then a long period of time went by and then she announced her divorce. She has since remarried, which was shot for this upcoming season. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a substantial period of time in which I remember asking her, like, would you join Beverly Hill? Like, what are you? Mm -hmm. Because she was exploring other TV opportunities. I remember when I interviewed her here in New York she was filming something which was not this it was I think she was doing like a sizzler or something for another network um I don't think anything came of it but she was pursuing other opportunities and then years went by and then this happened hmm. that's interesting yeah yeah I mean we'll see I would I would be I think that that might be a good question like let's just pretend that you and I tomorrow move to Ireland. Ireland. Sure. Let's oh, just say Ireland. Into it. Yeah, yep, totally. Just like Megan King Edmonds. I got a cousin. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love it. And they say, hey, we want to start shooting a reality show about Ireland. And you are one of the few people who are not Irish. I think that it would be a question of like, how is it for you being on this show? You're not from here. You're an expat. Is that a unique experience for you? How do you go about navigating that? Yeah, because the whole setup of Ladies of London was essentially about Americans trying to be Ladies of London. Mm. That was the whole thing. These American women who thought of themselves as pretty bougie, who may have had some amount of wealth, but didn't have the society angle. And then they met up with women of London society and European royalty with Caroline Fleming. Like there were, it, it was sort of the juxtaposition of the two because American women are just not apologies to them, but like we're not necessarily known <laughs> for having the temperament <laughs> of upper crust aristocratic London society. And a part of the fun was at times watching these Americans get swallowed whole. Mm -hmm. So it's just a different vibe. But Caroline Stanbury still carries that kind of privilege of her name, of her class, of her 
society, you know, family, aristocratic, whatever the fuck. And I'm curious how that carries over in Dubai, which is known for, in many circles, extreme, extreme wealth, Mm -hmm. extreme wealth. So it's not just the juxtaposition of like what happens to the people who live there without it. It's also what does wealth buy you here? Because I would think it would buy you almost everything. Yeah. True. You know, like there are there are worlds in which I think from my understanding of of London society, wealth does not buy you an awful lot. Like you can be cash poor, but have a rich title, you know, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people are wealthy with land and property and being barons, but they don't necessarily have bajillions of dollars dubai people could have bajillions of dollars and Mm -hmm. that might be a bigger currency than in london society and i'm curious how that operates and also how fame works in dubai yeah it's interesting now i want to know i was curious and i thought you were gonna go this direction but i don't know if if you've even like read it yet but there was um an open letter written to Bravo and Andy this week. Did you see it from 12 human rights uh, organizations? Um, someone sent me something. I don't know if this was that or just tell me. Okay. What- and it was just, um, you know, saying you'd have to read it, but it was calling out the fact that Bravo was shooting something, um, you know, in Dubai and they want to know, you know, is this show being paid for by, um, you know, the rulers oh, an and is it propaganda and why are you partaking in this propaganda and if you're going to do so would you at least speak out about women's rights the homophobia and things like that and that you don't support that because you're going to be glamorizing dubai so you know what i heard from a listener um uh shout out ag heather who slid into my dms this has been an ongoing question from people about how do you kind of respond to this and i have to tell you without making it political, that as a white woman, I feel very uncomfortable with the idea of calling out human rights violations in Dubai, which is a Middle Eastern country, when you could argue that America also sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how to juggle this because I am very cognizant of the idea of xenophobia and of an othering. Yeah. Yeah. But also I think two things can be true at the same time. Like I don't think human rights violations that go on in this country should discount ones that go on in others. And also there are protections that are not given to people who are members of the LGBTQ community and coming on the heels of pride coming up. I don't know how you sort of answer those questions. It's an interesting conversation. I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to unpack it. I'm neither a member of the gay community, which. Yeah. I, you know, like, I, I don't know. And I'm also white. Like, I don't, I don't, I want to be incredibly sensitive. Um, but I don't know how to 
I don't know how to be appropriately sensitive. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just, I haven't read the entire thing. I skimmed it very quickly mm. I, and they did bullet points, which I always appreciate. I was like, break yeah, it down. Give, give me the, give me the hits here. So, um, yeah, it's fascinating. It's interesting to me. And I don't know. I mean, when it first came out, I'll be honest, when it first was announced that they were going to do yeah, something I in was, Dubai. Was a, yeah, I was like, what? I recoiled. I, I did. And I, I was did like, for a second. I was like, ooh, this is a tough, that's a tough move. I was like, ooh, what a choice. But um, I will say if I had to guess, my little jaded heart and, and soul would say that they probably are paying for this propaganda because I remember watching a Watch What Happens Who's Live. Who's the they? Dubai? I would say Dubai, yeah. It's probably paying, okay, yep. helping okay, to pay for the show. Watching, uh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Like, you were watching Watch What Happens it's Live. It's yep, two things, me. two pillars. Number one, I remember watching Watch What Happens Live. This was last year, and I made fun of it on my stories because oh. it was an episode with actually <laughs> Kim Zolciak Bierman was on. And in the middle of her talking, her daughter brings out a box from like Fab Fit Fun. And Andy and Kim start going through the box of FabFitFun to tell people the great things they could get if they subscribe. And I was like, what am I watching? Mm-hmm. I was like, they just put a QVC for, for FabFitFun in the middle of a Watch What Happens Live? And I was like, is yeah, this they what do we're that now. doing now? Yeah. Oh, I was shocked. And then it reminds me too of, um, I haven't watched like The Bachelor or Bachelorette in forever. I feel like I'm morphing into a different stage of my life. But Mm. on that show, wherever they go is sponsored by that city, that town. And so as soon as they announced Dubai, I was like, okay, someone cut a check and Bravo always needs that cash. I mean, I hate to sound insensitive, but it would be weird if it wasn't. Why would you choose Dubai if Dubai wasn't helping? It's that would be an odd business decision to make of like, hey, we're going to shoot in this like super rich country, but like, don't help us because we're good. We've got it. Why would you do that? Why? How do you not have some sort of relationship, which doesn't help the argument of profiting from some of this stuff? But I also don't know. I don't, I'm being very honest with you guys. I really don't know how to handle it. I wish I had an answer. I just, I think there's sensitivities here that are um, difficult to yeah, for sure. there kind are. of figure out. It's, it's not an, there isn't an easy answer. And I don't want to, um, you know, like as an ally, I'm like, well, I don't know what the appropriate because there are a, a bunch of different communities being affected by this so like I don't know I don't know the, and as a woman I'm like I don't know what the fuck to say I don't I don't know I yeah. mean I don't know I know I and know. and the thing is like you know people can have their own views on it like for me personally I would never visit Dubai I'm not giving my dollars to Dubai at the same time I was just talking to somebody on my dms or like you know, I kind of wanted to visit America, but now I don't want to. And I'm like, don't, we suck right now. So it's just like, you know, to each their own in these moments that we're, we're dealing with horrible things in our, in our lives. But I don't know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because it's like Bravo is supposed to be an escape from the horrible realities, you know, of the world. So I don't know. We'll is see how it goes. For Isn't me, it often it used about to be. the privilege given to people who are able to sometimes avoid the horrible things in the world by nature, 
due to the access, the wealth, celebrity, fame that they have? Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, back in the day when I originally started watching it, forever ago, this was, it was to me, it was like Bravo, Bravo light. Yeah, it was like, mm. Beverly Hills had just started. It was like season one of Beverly Hills. To me, mm-hmm. it was like such a silly, you know, ridiculous, guilty pleasure, quote unquote, you know, before it became like a real thing that I was completely into. Um, it was such a silly, fun time to be like, oh my gosh, look at these women. And now I feel like it's a little heavier. Things have gotten heavier, but maybe it's just life in general. I don't know. How do you think that heaviness will affect the future of Bravo, both the responsibility the network may feel like it now has to carry and also how long this shit lasts? Well, I mean, I think the number one thing that comes to mind when you say that is casting. They have mm. got to be better about casting and vetting. You know, In they what really way? like looking into people and their social media and catching this crap before it slaps us in the face when we're, you know, watching a show like the Jenny thing from Salt Lake City. Yikes. It's either it's either you you own who you are from the jump and you say boom, this is me, this is who I am, here's all the ugly. We like that, we wanna cast that. But you don't pretend to be one thing and then have viewers feel like, what the hell? Like we catch all this and we bring it to light. But that that kind of sucks. They really need to get better about that because moments like that are horrible and it happens too often for people these days, so. And it's sloppy. It's, it's like so you, sloppy. Sh- you should just be aware of it so that you know because the yeah. Jenny thing was handled in the sloppiest possible way. It seemed apparent they had no idea to expect this based on Jenny's responses to stuff. Mm-hmm. I think she was more shocked than anyone that she was being questioned, which makes me think that nobody from casting questioned agreed. her. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Like, I think people are like, oh, there's no way that they couldn't have known. It's like, no, there's a very big chance that they didn't know. It's we I think a lot of people assume that there's like a Mission Impossible double double seven style investigation before these people go on TV. And I don't know that that is the case. I really don't. I don't even know that it was a matter of them making a choice of having someone with the opinions that Jenny had. I think they didn't know. Yeah. And you know what's so interesting to me, though, is like there are so many great Bravo fans and they could reach out to anyone at all who is they can you can just tell on social media, like who's good at doing research, reach out Bravo. They will do it almost for free, I bet, just to have the inside knowledge and to help out and have them sign an NDA, whatever it is. But they could prevent so many horrible situations and having people put on TV and given a platform and and then have all this come to light later on. It's so bad. I mean, the other part of that, and this might not make a lot of sense to people, is that I don't think the Bravo group the people who encompass Bravo, it's a, a is it is as big a number as people expect for a TV network. Hmm. So I just don't know what the capacity is. And also, if there is a change or adjustment in the responsibility that the network feels for the people that they promote and typically celebrate, I think that they're still trying to figure that out because yeah. it is a very sensitive and delicate balance 
because it is so often against political lines and there should be a space in housewives for conservative housewives and it's that juggling match that sensitivity of like okay well I know that half of the demo or whatever the split is and it's not 50 50 I think it weighs more heavily on the conservative side but like if half that demo is going to support this political opinion but a political opinion at a certain point can become hate speech mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know how they figure that out in a way because also who's good for TV someone who might be good for conversation it's like the opposite of the litmus test for some people voting for president of who do you want to grab a beer with like you may not ever want to come in contact with any of these people, but it doesn't mean that they would be a bad housewife. And I don't know. I think they're still trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. I mean, it's that the last six years have been tough, you know, in this country and people have shown their asses uh, left and right. And so I think for me, the hard yeah. part is when they cast somebody and they pretend to be one thing and then you find out there's something else. And so that's, that's my whole thing is like, if you know, I'm not even gonna say her name, but the person from OC who's not on the OC anymore. Yeah. The one thing that I'll say is at least you know what you're dealing with there, right? And so it's like, at least you know what you're dealing with. Except she changed. She, I think she has changed drastically since falling in love with the person she fell in love with. I don't think that her opinions were as stark before as they are now or were she pulled not a communicated in that way i think she did pull a vicky in certain ways yeah um although i think vicky was always a believer like if you remember yeah i think so too the orange county reunion maybe the very first reunion that ever existed season one or season two i forget when it happened when andy did a poll of asking these women they were like sitting in a backyard and was like what's your political opinion i think they were all maybe except for joe overwhelmingly i forget the one who moved to chicago i think kimberly was her name or whatever like they were all overwhelmingly conservative Mm -hmm. i just think that vicky's calm style changed when she started dating someone who likened himself a politician you know like but the kelly thing i mean it's it's that is a another planet living on another planet yeah it's another planet i mean i blocked her after she sent me a dm i refused to acknowledge so yeah, i don't no. know but i've heard shit that she's saying on her social even in the last couple of weeks it's just really disturbing yeah. um but that is it is you know it's this is also one of those things of the bravo the bravo magic the bravo mm-hmm. touch you you celebrate a housewife or um, reward her for sometimes disturbing behavior on camera. But then what happens when you fire that person because maybe they've become too disturbing? They're not going to settle down. Oftentimes, because she feels like she's a victim of political correctness or whatever, she's going to become potentially far worse. And then it's like, you're left with this person who will always be called a housewife, but maybe hasn't been a part of the housewives universe for a minute, but there's always going to be that connection. So like you may have thought 
that some of her political ideas in some way, I don't even know what, help with representation or something, mm-hmm. just according to their thinking and their spin on things. But then what happens when that person's opinion or views become even more polarizing because they're never not going to be called a housewife? So, like, was it worth the risk? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this is why they get paid the big bucks, though, right? It's like they they have the resources. NBC and Bravo, I will never shed a tear for them. They have the resources. Yeah, They could hire someone, a team of people, a fleet, if you will, to deal with these things all day long, you know? Yeah, and I feel like, you know, what's interesting with Housewives, I just watched the end of, um, so there was no new Atlanta this week. Yeah. I just rewatched the end of the new Atlanta and then rewatched the end of the new Beverly Hills. And I just thought to myself, <laughs> in watching Crystal's communication to the group you know the way that Kyle discounted her oh yeah and wrote her off was such a bad look to me but I also thought to myself look at the kind of conversation that we are having which is so nuanced it's maybe too nuanced for the majority of the group mm-hmm. i think it but was also what does that say about the state of housewives <laughs> that we are able to have some of us a highly emotional intelligent conversation about language disordered eating body dysmorphia ownership of feelings on housewives yeah i think that that is incredibly impressive Mm -hmm. it is that's not the takeaway but i thought it really was so for me it's hard because i i saw a definite like line you know on one side of the room Mm -hmm. literally were people who i feel and this is again just my perspective Mm -hmm. are a little deeper are a little deeper are a little kinder are a little more empathetic are a little more thoughtful and then on the other side are people who play in the shallow end, you know, and that's where they thrive and that's all they got. So I don't know if there was really a conversation, but at least Crystal was able to communicate, even if it wasn't received and even if it wasn't, you know, understood by the, by Kyle and the others. Okay. So I ripped into Kyle on the last AG and I, I, stand by everything that I said. (laughs) I regret nothing. There was someone told me it was a zero fucks episode. And I was like, Ah. that's exactly the right way to because I essentially murdered Erica Jane. But um, (laughs) oh, my God, it was crazy. Is there an argument that one could make? I mean, I don't even know that it's an argument that <laughs> Kyle believes what she's saying because, of course, she does. Like, of course, she what's, does. What's the opposing view here? Like, if you were to read agreeing with Kyle, is there a world in which you could argue that's the right perspective? Understanding that right is like not the word here. Sure. Because um, everybody's a little bit right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's a little bit wrong just in life. Mm-hmm. Nothing is that clear. But like, is there a devil's advocate that I'm not understanding? Of course there is, right? Okay. So uh, to me, perspective is reality always. So okay. from Dorit's perspective, she is correct. And others are insensitive or whatever it is, right? And so in her mind, 
she's good and she's right. And Kyle, in her mind, I'm what's wrong with this insensitive millennial and it's not about you, whatever it is. And that's her perspective. And so I think the, the beauty of the conversation that Crystal was trying to have, and she was so patient and she tried to shut it down several times and God bless. I don't know how she had the patience as well as, you know, to do it, but they kept pushing, they kept pushing. And she was like, okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like, let's just move on. And they would not let it go. And that was really starting to bother me on like boundaries and they stuck with it, but they still could not see her point. And I think that is, that is where you might as well just save your breath. Cause I was like, the viewers got you. Like we got you, we see what you're saying. You're good. These women will never be able to see what you're saying. It might be years. It might be weeks. Maybe they finally will at one point, but for right now they are so hunkered down. And it's like this mm-hmm. quote, which is like, uh, I will not waste my breath on, on trying to reach somebody who is committed to misunderstanding me. And that is what I felt in that situation. I was like, they are too hunkered down. They're not open-minded right now, you know, to, to really hear and take in what Crystal is saying. They're too eager to like shut it down and show why they're, why they're right, which is just the whole, if there was ever a mood of the Fox Force 5, it's that, which is just like shut everything down that is not what we are trying to push. Say that line again. Is that something that Crystal said? That's beautiful. What was it? Um, there was never a lot. Someone misunderstanding. No, I'm that's just gonna... a quote. That's just a quote I really like um, in life. I'll send it to you. But it's something like, I will not waste my time trying to talk to someone who's committed to misunderstanding me. That's so beautiful. Yeah, Jesus because it's just, Christ. they're never going to, if their mind is closed, anything you say doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what great points you make. It doesn't matter how empathetic you try to make it and how you try to connect with them. They have taken a point, a position, and you can, and the more you try to reach them, it doesn't matter. They're just going to hold firm. It's such a good point. And also them demanding that she continue to explain herself when they've already committed to not agreeing with her. Mm -hmm. It's like, why are you trying to force this woman to expel that emotional energy? Yes. That's what was making me mad. What does she owe you? Why does she owe you doing the work on your behalf when you've already committed to not agreeing with her? Yeah, that's why I was getting so mad. It was like almost like they were shooting at her feet and making her tap dance. And I'm like, stop it. Like she, you, she already made her point. How many 10 different ways can she say it? If you don't get it, you don't get it. But quit stressing her out and like making her say it over and over. Do you think Sutton gets it? I don't know, but I think Sutton is open to getting it, which is very different. Yeah, which is, and honestly, somewhat surprising. Yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. I think Sutton has a good, kind heart. That is what I believe and I say to myself. And, you know, I think the three of them, Garcelle, Sutton, and Crystal, have that in common, and that's what unifies them, is that they are not, like, out for themselves at all costs and blah, blah, blah. Whereas I think the others are... um, you know, they're there for different reasons and they're looking for different things. And what do you think of Diana's role in all of oh, this? Oh, Lord. I don't know what the hell her motivation is in anything. She is just like, I, I do not understand her. I said that in my stories. Like, I do not understand this person. They came in, she obviously came in like, you know, linked arms with Rena to try to, you know, assassinate Sutton at the table. That didn't work. Yeah. Um, and they were like, it's this class. This is so classless. 
uh, and you know, Rin is like, it's classless. And they're all yelling, it's class. I'm like, why? If you had a receipt, you would be, you would have a billboard with the receipt on it for the table. So I don't know. And then she's, then she, I don't know, she's driving in the car home with Sutton and then right. she's like her friend and her, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know who you are and what your motivations are for being on the show, but I don't trust any of it yet. I gotta, I gotta give you some time. Maybe this is a bad edit, but I don't know. I mean, the thing of it is, I'm so glad she's there. <laughs> I really think she's so interesting and I have no idea what she's going to say next. The thing that I find most frustrating, as you said, is that she does appear to be so heavily, so heavily aligned with Rana. Yeah, it bothers me. Spoiler alert, since you haven't seen the trailer, <laughs> but she does end up coming down very hard on Sutton and it's a difficult thing because she does sort of seem to be crafting herself an outsider here, a woman without alliances. Mm -hmm. and yet we know that it's fairly apparent she's aligned with Rena. Yeah. So like, what does this even mean at a certain point? Yeah. And that's, that's where I get irritated because it's like, it really already was four against three. Mm -hmm. And now you're bringing in a fifth who is already aligned with the larger group. And it makes me really just, I don't know what they're doing in Beverly Hills. I don't, I just don't know. I don't know. So what's your feeling on the season so far? Um, the, th the highlights for me are that, you know, Crystal, Sutton and Garcelle, the cloud is gone. Like Crystal sees the world as it is. Last year was frustrating watching it because she's a kind person and you could see her trying to support Erica and be kind to people and be a good friend and introduce herself into this new platform. And I'm like yelling into the Oasis, like don't align yourself with those people. Right. But she figured it out. Like it, and you know, the reunion, all of it, it had to happen. It had to go that way. It had, that was the journey that had to be taken. And so now I think they're coming in a little bit smarter and stronger and realizing like, I'm not going to let these women screw me over and, you know, have me be part of their weird PR campaign. So. I mean, and yet look at how aggressive some of these women are being on social. Erica with Garcelle's book, Kyle was saying Garcelle doesn't have the right to say that she's good friends with Kathy. Mm -hmm. Like they're playing incredibly personal and I mean like rude games. Yep. I, I, I don't, I don't, I know that's not like a beautifully linguistic terminology, but it just does seem like kind of rude. Super rude. That's their whole thing. That's on brand. That's who they are. And, you know, even Rena, I was going to see what you thought about this, that whole thing people have been talking about for the last day where she oh, like, yeah, tell the, tell the people. Tell the people. <laughs> so I really just got cut up last night. I, I opened, um, you know, social media and it was all over the place. And so from what I know, from what I gathered, I'm not the expert in this field, but um, Rena posted a person's phone number so, mm -hmm. in an effort to like, she was having an online tiff with someone and was like, you better check yourself and blah, blah, blah. And you better stop bothering me and posted their phone number. And so then this person got flooded. 
And so then yeah, and, and she did it twice. She did the twice. thing that she always does yep. of dirty deleting it and then reposted it again. Doubled down on it. Absolutely. Right. And so then this person starts writing back in his stories and saying, um, well, you posted my stuff and I'm going to be pursuing my options here. And since you posted mine, here's your phone number. And he put hers out. And so then she got flooded, I'm sure, by fans. And some fans said they talked to her. Some fans said that blah, blah, blah. And here's where it gets weird and interesting. I don't even know if this is true. Someone online sent Rena a message or tagged her and said, when I called his number, it said, hello, this is Kathy Hilton's assistant. How can I help you? And so then Rena posted that in her stories. Yeah, I think that was a joke. I think that was too, right? Because that's yeah, because not... Yeah, he said that he... It, I mean, that would be headline number one if that was... I think that was a joke. Because then he said on social that, like, he's working on some yes. shoot show of, like, house husbands mm-hmm. or something, of Sunset or yeah. something. And she got salty about maybe competition or something yes so maybe you know maybe it happened and he answered the phone like that as a joke after getting like thousands of calls who knows but either way it was messy it was ugly it was uncalled for and so then all the numbers have been changed and the person said we're in a tiff back and forth like she never explains anything she's just like a middle schooler like tough day today and then like goes away and you're like what are you talking about do you need something but he came on and said, here's what's going on. I'm in a show. I met with her a while back just to ask for advice about being in a show. And I think it's called, what is it, Real? Um, I think it's like House Husbands or something. Yeah. And so. It's like very close. The name is very close, but it's with men instead of women. Yeah. And I don't know what, you know, network is going to be airing on, but it, the note was that right. it would be airing in competition with Beverly Hills. And so that's when I started asking myself, are we being played? is this a coordinated thing like a meta like make it seem like it's a fight but really this is promoting a show and a title and now we know the show we know when it airs and we know it's coming up i don't know i ask myself these things like are they just are we just pawns did they plan this i don't know is it real i don't know that rinna i think rinna likes fucking with people yeah but i don't know that she's doing it as a lie I think she just does things to be messy, but the uniting factor here is that they're always done, I mean, what a sort of obsolete term, but like they're always done without class. Mm. Rina is not someone who seems to have an understanding or interest in any kind of line or boundary that could be associated with taking the like nicer road Mm. or something she always does the thing that's the opposite of that because i think she's decided that's what people like of her Mm. and i don't know that she's entirely wrong because i think she has conditioned people now to expect that she's always gonna do the shittier thing yeah and she's going to prance while she's doing it. Mm-hmm. And people are going to say, oh, this is Rinna. She's owning it, whatever else. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't – chicken or the egg here. Like, I don't know when the celebration starts and the asshole ends. But, like, there does seem to be some uniting spirit of the fact that she is always going to take the lesser moral path and think that makes her 
look almost more mature because she's owning it. And the reality is like, I was thinking about this yesterday when I heard about what happened. Like, I don't know how to say this without sounding like absolutely terrible, (laughs) but the thing is it's Lisa Rinna. Uh And I don't mean that entirely as an insult, but like, it's Lisa Rinna. She's never been a good person. True. I would be surprised if Kyle did this. I think Kyle is, you guys might hate this. I think Kyle is inherently a good person who has bad ideas. But I I, I think Kyle is mature. I, I think Erica would do this. Yeah. Because Erica is also a bad person. <laughs> it's not surprising to me. I don't think Rinna is mature. I, I think that's actually... I understand this could make me sound incredibly simplistic, but I do think that you can be a TV star on a show that's about, in many ways, conflict and still be a good person. Absolutely, I think you can. Yeah. I don't think that Rinna is. No. I think that Rinna thinks she is. She does. She thinks she is a very good person, I'm sure. Because she owns it. Mm -hmm. I think Rinna thinks because I'm making the choice to do bad things – and I know that it is a, a choice and not maybe an instinct that makes me a, a better person. But I would argue that might make you a worser person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Erica Jane is, uh, I don't think she's in control of herself. I think that Rinna is in control of herself and it makes her a worse person. Not Not compared to Erica, but just compared to herself. Yeah. Because she's choosing to do these things and she thinks that they're an LOL and she's not entirely wrong. It is in many ways the reason she still has a job. But it also means it's like I can't imagine empathizing with her about essentially anything Mm -hmm. anymore because I don't think that there's a real person there. Yeah. And it's like we all understand she's a mechanism. But at what point is it like, okay, but listen, Crystal's having these like thesis style emotional intelligent conversations garcelle's with her every step of the way sutton's learning as she goes and then we have rinna here and it's like okay listen every circus needs a clown but at a certain point it's like all right we've seen you get out of the van or the little car or whatever with your (laughs) multiple opinions ever changing how many how many more times do we need to see the show? Yeah. Maybe many. Maybe she has the most staying power of anybody in that cast aside from Kyle because she's always going to choose the lesser road. She'll always do it with glee because as that guy said, she really doesn't have cash. This is a huge yeah, job true. for her. She needs this. She's, she's Lisa Rinna and I don't mean that as an insult but I also do she doesn't have career prospects there is a joke here about her doing a depends commercial which Mm -hmm. I would 100% do you want to make a million dollars saying that you shit in a diaper Mm -hmm. would shit in front of you would have totally absolutely I just did it in ICU yeah give me a check come on absolutely money for this I have no problem with it but also I mean this is her career and that you can't you, you don't have to say that about every housewife the second rinna leaves this shit rinna beauty is going nowhere fast like she's not this isn't kim k this Mm-mm. isn't her skims this is this is her platform while she still has it but when it's gone 
I don't know. Harry needs to audition a whole lot more. Like, so what are we really expecting here? But is it fair that we should stop having expectations, even if we know this person is like kind of a piece of shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, so for me, it's kind of like the tide goes in, the tide goes out, right? So the tide goes out, Rin is a piece of shit. But the tide comes back in and she cries about how she treated Denise. And the tide goes back out and she does it again and the tide comes back in. I think we haven't seen the tide come back in in a while is my whole point. I think it's been out for too long. I think she's been an asshole in a streak for too long without having like a moment of realization of like what I did was bad or something. But but we both know, as Rinna knows, that she doesn't care about Denise. She had the same glee, and again, spoiler alert, because you haven't seen the trailer, she had the (laughs) same glee in saying to Denise the line of like, oh, you seem really mad or whatever the fuck that is, you seem angry, that she did in calling out Kathy in front of Kyle. There is a happiness that she has in making people feel bad. It tells you why her closest friend on the show is Erica Jane. Like birds of a feather will fuck you up together. Absolutely. But let me ask you this then. What did you think of this scene where Sutton is apologizing yet again? She's apologizing to Dorit and Kyle is just smiling watching it. That was in the last episode. But what, what's the question though? So she just kept coming for Sutton and making Sutton apologize and just te- telling Sutton she was, you know, horrible and not empathetic enough. And why didn't she go to the house? And like, da da da. That was her whole thing. It was like just beating down Sutton as much as possible. And then she's just like smirking while Sutton is like apologizing. Like she's broken Sutton successfully and she likes watching her, you know, having to apologize when, you know, the Fox Force Five, I don't think they've ever apologized for anything. I think. I think Kyle likes teaching people that they're wrong. And if they say that they're wrong, she's going to say, okay, but we just need to be on the same page that you're wrong. I, I, I'm i telling you that I agree with you. I was wrong in that moment. I hear you, but I just think that we need to take more time to analyze the fact that you were wrong, mm-hmm. but not really why you were wrong Yes, because there's no excuse for it. Just that you were wrong. Mm-hmm. So in that space, it's like, I think Kyle is the teacher and Rinna's detention. Yeah. Like Rinna's Kyle is thinking of herself as as the person teaching you that you're wrong. Rinna just wants you to feel bad and to know that you deserve to be punished. Yeah, like I'll never get over the pasta sauce. Never. I'll never get over it. The way she badgered Garcelle. Like, Garcelle is legit an amazing, like, actress, like, model. Like, um, she has a life. She has a whole sphere around her of success that transcends Real Housewives. So to watch Lisa Renna try to shame her over, like, half of a season over not thanking her enough and like being so smug about it gosh that was torture that was really hard to do well smug is the right word because it shows you what a big puss Rinna is because she's not even saying she was upset about it she's saying her husband was maybe upset about it or if I have to fucking hear about Harry anymore I swear right and it's like 
but then you see, I don't know. It's like it kind of shows you that Harry Hamlin sucks. Like, totally. Some of us remember that from him wearing a swastika as a Halloween outfit. So never Rina forget. We will never forget. Truly Sorry. Take several seats when she talks about things mm-hmm. that people do that are insensitive. Like, yep. I brought you that up. Have no place in this universe but Harry it's like sometimes you know who someone's character is by who they align with and there's no better alignment to pick apart than marriage he chose to be with this person Mm -hmm. and I get that we all understand it's a clown show because she's on TV she knows how to keep her job and it's a very big check and I don't begrudge her for it entirely It's just you don't have to be so happy doing it. Yeah. And I get so irritated. It makes me livid when she like brings up Harry as if that as if bringing up Harry gives legitimacy and credit to whatever she's talking about. It did when he got cast on Mad Men when he had his little career renaissance. So what? So what? He's an actor. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to look at this TV show and see a bullshit argument from a horrible person and give it legitimacy because yes. their man because their man backs them up get out of here foh get out of here i am not even giving that but she does it every single time she's like oh and harry harry even texted sutton and said cut it out and i'm like i don't give it what shit. was that what was that that was so weird i'm like i why are we I mean, I hate to do this because it is a little bit sexist, but like, stay out of this. Let's do stay it. Out of this, you. Let's do like, it. Like, stay out. This is like a woman's business. Yes. I hate to say it. It sounds stupid for me saying it out of my mouth, yeah. but like, there's something to be said for taking the Bobby Zarin route of like, this is not my business. Absolutely. It's a little bit of an LOL. This is not my game. I don't need to play mm-hmm. it. You don't need to go slayed. Yeah. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it when your wife is Lisa Rinna. Yeah. Do it if your wife deserves some sort of defense, can't sure. stand up for herself. But be careful, guy. Uh-huh. Be very careful because you don't want us to talk about no, you. No, you don't. Because we've, you we've, don't. It has been communicated to us with broken glass <laughs> that you're not a part of this. So don't involve yourself. Yeah. Just don't do it. And also, P.S., we keep talking about them having tickets and whatever else, but everyone keeps posting all this shit of the fact that they've never donated. That's right. Or they didn't donate the year that was in question or whatever else. Like, so w- what does any of this mean? I'm an event producer. I produce galas. I understand comps and guests and coming at tables. And just because you attended an event doesn't mean you're necessarily a donor. Yep, and yep. that's not always something that needs to be called out. But you're not doing yourself any favors here by continuing a conversation when data is not on your side. So just chill the fuck out. Yeah. Like at a certain point, she paid over $11,000. You did not. That's right. Stop telling her that it's embarrassing to the charity when she is a donor and you are not. Yeah, that is so, that is what really bothers me too. And I remember when all this first happened, the whole kerfluffle about the tables, I stopped, I pulled up all of the donation history and I did this with, um, dang, I'm going to forget right now the other account. Um, but anyway, I went in and I was like, will you check me? Cause I can't find anything. The last thing I found mm-hmm. was like $2,000, I think in 2017 or something from Harry Hamlin. Which would probably be two tickets. So, well, it was for Harry Hamlin only. It didn't say Lisa Renna, which whatever. Oh, okay. So just saying like, I went back years 
and I couldn't find anything for, um, I couldn't find anything substantial is what I'm saying. So the fact that Sutton is a person who regularly like is a philanthropist, goes to events, buys tables. Why would you step to her? Why would you do that? And the thing is, like, there is an argument that can be made because I have made this argument before as a consultant that you want people to buy tickets, but there is a currency that can come with fame. You're going to want people to attend, and some of those people are not going to pay, and they understand that there is an exchange that's still taking place. Yes. They are still giving value. Now, I don't know what Lisa Rinna's celebrity does at an Elton John AIDS Foundation event because mm-hmm. – the thing is like small small fish big pond big fish small pond mm-hmm. my argument would be that like she's not a big enough whatever to you have to kind of gauge up the value of a person's celebrity but it is entirely possible that everybody was fine with her potentially attending without buying a ticket but she yeah. puts that into a, a small amount of disrepute when she carries on in this way. That's right. You are the one who's actually impacting the charity negatively because you don't have data on your side. You're not telling us that you donated and you're also spreading rumors that this person did not. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a weird look. And then on top of that, for Diana to be the here, it's just... It's awkward. She's not wrong in the sense that it is in poor taste to have the conversation, but that's not Sutton's fault. That's Rinna's. Mm-hmm. I know. Trust me, that whole thing. And then Rinna had the audacity to put on her stories like, well, as long as we're talking about this organization, you all donate. And somebody wrote back and said, you first. You first. I about died. So true. It's like, Rena, come on. You've been doing this in the poor Elton John like foundation. Maybe he loves it. Maybe this is, you know, all press is good press or whatever. And we'll see if she's at the next one. But my God, like just exhausting. And so for Diana to show up and be like, this is very important to me. I've supported this for years. And then to say, you know, it's classes don't show me their seat. I'm like, hell no. We've been having to hear about this for almost a solid year of my life. Show me the receipt, Sutton. You know what? If only Rinna had a company where she could give a a, a percentage of proceeds, God if forbid, only. during Pride if to only. the Elton John AIDS Foundation, that might be really helpful and might be great for her because she doesn't actually have to give it out of her own pocket. Yep. She could do it from a percentage of sales, which technically long-term is out of her pocket, but not really. Not like, really, because I, then it's a tax deduction. Really. So it's a tax deduction right. for then her corporation. So it's yeah, actually it's a, a really brilliant off. idea and almost makes me angry because... She hasn't done it. Well, yeah. Number one, that. And number two, she, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, you. it would be interesting if we both like made a post about that and tagged her and got that going and see if she actually does it. Because then at least, you know, pride wins. But I don't know. It would probably just make her look better in the long run it's inauthentic anyway you know what I've never actually really tried I don't think to get her on AG but the more we're talking about her the more I would be interested in doing it because I would be curious for her perspective and she is kind of like the more evil Tamra in the sense of like I think when Tamra does things she's does she does it solely for cameras like I think any joy that she gets is secondary from harming people yeah. because I think she really is thinking as a producer first and foremost i.e. like Shannon and other shit mm-hmm. and with Rinna 
it's almost the reverse of like she's getting so much joy from it and also it helps the show but I actually don't know I think her spirit is darker mm. I think she really likes the cruelty first she and seems it's a to go in the other way she seems to yeah I think for her the the number one priority is to you know stay on the show and to be salacious so anything that gets sacrificed in that pursuit totally fine and yet the most salacious thing that's happening to maybe any housewife in a minute is happening in her cast and she doesn't want to go near it. Like I know. Home. Can you believe? she's a puss. Yeah. She's a puss. Totally bought and paid for puss. Absolutely. She is and that's 100% a thing. bought and paid and for. And Sarah, if you ever do entertain having her on your show. I love it. Do not get bought over by a lip kit. Don't let her oh my give God. you swag. Why won't she send me? I know I just said that she was essentially the Antichrist for <laughs> an hour and six minutes. Why hasn't she sent me lip gloss? She sent every Bravo creator lip gloss. Lisa Rinna, if you're listening, can you please send me a lip kit? I want to try it. Oh I will give a genuine, real review all whatever I don't even know what I would be curious to try it why won't you send me free product aside from the fact that I've said multiple times over the course of hours that you are the devil no I think it only goes to people who 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 praise Rena or who don't call her out on stuff well that's a very high price for me to pay it for is free product I don't know that I can do that but I do still have lips <laughs> and they need uh, some gloss ma'am they need a little bit of gloss <laughs> Rena, I almost died. That might have been good news for you, but you know, still here. Apologies. Okay, um, send me some makeup. That is the final line of the app mm -hmm. is all that I have to say. Listen, bravo, bravo, talking bravo. You know, I'm obsessed with you. You know, I could talk to you forever. We need to have you back on shortly to talk about Atlanta, please. Happy to, happy to. Loving Atlanta. I think we both agree. Like the, the fight between Candy and Todd seems a little manufactured. I don't know if it's real, but I'm going to stick with it and see what happens. It is one of those things of like, is it helped by the fact that there's something that they need to discuss for TV? Yes. But also, how could aspects of this not be real in the sense that she has been? In the words of Kenya on this week's episode, the thing is, I think it was Kenya, something along the lines of like, Candy has been a celebrity for more than half of her life. Mm -hmm, true. So at a certain point, how does that not have an effect on a marriage if that takes priority? Yeah. I mean, but she's always been that way. He knew that going in. But anyway, we'll save it. I mean, that's how we met. Exactly. He met her because she was a star. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very concerned about that staircase, though, in his apartment. He has this, like, winding staircase. And honestly, Kenya in a confessional was talking about all the shit that she would do to rehab that space. And I think he should hire her. I really, <laughs> I think that she would greatly improve. Although I don't know that you can replace the staircase with an elevator, which was one of her suggestions. Oh, um, but but I would like to see it. Um, listen, where can people follow you on social, get in touch, give you their reviews of the lip kits since I don't have any <laughs> in my disposal? Um, tell the folks. So I am Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo on Instagram, on TikTok, and I have a Twitter, which is Bravo Ducking. Love that. And guys, listen, this Lamborghini event is happening tomorrow, a.k.a. today, Tuesday, when you're listening to this episode. Follow me on social. You know I'm going to do a bunch of stories while there. Um, I think we were able to come up with a question for me to ask 
Caroline yeah. or somebody else in that cast. I need to do a little research um, uh, over the course of today, which apparently I've done some time since I can't move. Um, so, guys, follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. I'm putting up a new Satchel Spectacular shortly on Patreon, the number one way to support the pod. And also, I need to buy myself a quote-unquote salt diamond and, you know, pay some medical bills. So um, <laughs> if you have any interest in supporting the podcast by joining the Patreon, you do get exclusive bonus episodes, invites to Zoom, special Zoom events, and more. Special announcement I'm hoping that comes out this week. It will be announced on Patreon first, followed by social, followed by the podcast. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear that news. So make sure that if you are a Patreon supporter, you're signing up on patreon.com slash um, because you will be the first to hear of something that I hope you guys are really excited about. Um, and I was really excited to have you back on, BB. Bravo, bravo, DB. There you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It was a joy to talk to you today. And guys, I hope you are um, all hanging in. Just a friendly reminder that Memorial Day is not just a day to have cookouts and barbecues, but also a day to honor those who have sacrificed in the greatest way for our country. So if you are a military veteran or your loved one is, I just want to thank you for your sacrifice and um hope that you are feeling appreciated not just today but every day uh, I can't imagine um, what that experience must be like except to give you my thanks and shout out my dad who uh, was an embedded journalist in Iraq and prior to that a uh, French and Vietnamese interpreter after being drafted in Vietnam so um, got some military folks in my fam who I will be paying respect to without actually calling today because I feel like I should do that. And as I make a joke about not doing that, I think I should probably do it. <laughs> so um, shout out to my dad who's definitely not listening. And um, anyone in your lives, yourselves included. Um, and guys, hope you're all hanging in. Um, stay safe out there. Summer months. And we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, all. Bye, all.